Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I inspire you to take action with stillness, let go of chaos, and step into your future self on this podcast. We have special, high-performing guests each week who share mindset tips and their spirituality, helping us all prepare to be the best we can be for our future. Let's dare to move. Before we get into this juicy episode, I would love to extend an invitation to you. Starting January 1st, I'm launching a 16-week group program that is guided by an online course. The course is called Dare to Eat 2.0 Life Coaching for Food. It's a culmination of six years of coaching over 1,000 people to help transform their body, their mind, and their spirit. But now I'm most focused on helping people heal their relationship with food and connect to their bodies. I hope you will join this supportive group in order to learn how to disarm your inner critic, to heal your relationship with food, and to work your way from self-acknowledgement to self-acceptance to self-love because it is not lost on me how freaking hard it is to just love yourself. And by the way, part of being human is eating every single day. And I know the depths and the darkness that is involved day to day when you don't feel like you can feed yourself without guilt, stress, or bloat. So I'm here to help you reclaim your sexy, discover the fact that you are sovereign, and get on a forever path to eating and being in a relationship with your body for the rest of your life. This group is going to focus on disarming your inner critic uncovering limiting beliefs. We're going to do some mind-body counseling, my favorite, rewriting of your food story, diagnosing your body image blind spots, and we're going to teach you how to actually do future vision work. So if you're a loyal podcast listener, we've been covering stillness work all year, and this is the perfect time to jump in to a group that's actually going to hold you accountable to the work because I know you're nodding your head in some of these episodes saying, yes, I need to do this. I get it. I see the value here, but sometimes it's hard to stay accountable to the work when you're not in a group. So it's 16 weeks. The group will meet every other week and there's going to be about eight juicy weeks of content and we'll just spread one week over the course of two. So you have time to digest all of it, watch the videos, ask questions, and then show up to the group with all of your learnings and revelations. So because you're a loyal podcast listener, I am extending you a discount of 15%. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and you can enroll there. I am so looking forward to working with you. All right, now back to the show. It's my birthday, and thank you so much for tuning in. This episode means a lot to me, and instead of giving personal, here's what I've learned in my 30 years, I wanted to hone in on some lessons that I've learned over the last two years through this podcast because what's yours is mine, my friends, and I want to just call attention to the things that I have been living with the, the last two years thanks to the amazing guests that have come onto this show. 
obviously in 2020, I have made a big push to celebrate and share and teach my concepts uh, that I teach to my executive clients. And I hope that those have been helpful for you. But instead of um, (laughs) rehashing all my own personal lessons, I want to kind of by memory, um, without directly quoting any of my former guests, I worked off of memory to remember 30 important things that guests have taught me. This by no means is to say that the 30 episodes I'm going to reference are the best or the most listened to or my favorite. They're just, so I'm sort of picking out one by one little tidbits that have stood out to me enough because some of these episodes are two hours. Some of these episodes are 40 minutes and most of them are around an hour. And obviously the human brain isn't going to remember hours of information to store, but it's going to remember, it's going to make you remember how you felt talking to those people. And so I wanted to share the things that I remember from talking with all of these high performers, high achievers, and just really beautiful down-to-earth people in hopes that, A, if this resonates with you, you'll go back and listen and and glean the same insight. Um, And two, just to really, or B, I should say, to just highlight some things I've been so thankful for in my life and to... I guess, see, share with you guys that networking matters and uh, you have the power to do this too, whether you do it through starting your own podcast, starting your own blogs, or making it a personal mission to build your network for something like the um, business associate role with Isagenix I shared with you guys about, or simply um, getting yourself into speaking events, uh, networking groups, or asking people to sit down for coffee with you. There's so much to be learned from peers and from people who you might think are up higher above you. Um, I might have shared this before, but I, over the summer of this year, I reached out to a chief people officer at a pretty big company on LinkedIn, and I said, hey, turns out we went to the same college. I would love to know more about what you do in that role and um, how you guys look to executive coaches for support. Would you like to get on the phone? I I heard you on a podcast and he said, you know what? Not enough people do this. Absolutely. I would love (laughs) to have a call with you. So that was really a neat experience. And so I just hope that when I share my 30 lessons from out of these basically 200 episodes we've done that, um, you'll be inspired to Find some of those on your own, but um, also go back again and listen to these episodes because some of these people, or I should say all these people, would take an email from you. So I'm 30. Wow, I'm 30 and I'm almost 30 weeks pregnant. What a crazy time. Uh, (laughs) I am recording this before I am 30. And you may be listening to this months after I'm 30. And... um, I may not, I'm not going to title this, it's my birthday, I'm just going to title this 30 Powerful Reflections from Powerful Things Dared Move Guests Have Said. Obviously, the title is more concise, um, but that's sort of the vibe I'm going for. So today, again, I'm just going to run through things off the top of my head. I'm not going to claim to quote these people directly. I'm just going to share what I remember standing out to me. Also, please note that what stands out to me may not be the takeaway. My favorite thing is to get off a 
podcast and be like, oh, that was so cool. I, I really took blah, blah, blah. And then two days later when it goes live and my mom listens, I always think it's so interesting to compare what she takes away and what I took away because they're usually different. So by no means is this to say that these are the 30 best episodes because again, the other you know, 50 some guests, there's probably more that I have that I won't be noting are still also very notable. Uh, so, all right, without further ado, here we go. And these are also not in numerical order on, um, in the podcast. Um, they're just literally as they come, as they came to me, as I did this journal exercise for myself. So the first one is Christian Alexo. This one stands out to me because it's the only guest I've ever had who's made me cry. Now, I came very close to crying in the episode. I didn't cry, but when I did cry was when I read his book. He has a book called The Outside Groove. A little bit about the episode in Christian is that Christian's a professional race car driver with very big aspirations, especially regarding the Indy 500. I met him in Indianapolis, and his story is that he was homeless in high school. He lived in a storage container in high school and put himself through school joined the, the forces and served in Iraq. And he did two tours um, overseas and he actually came down with diabetes. The stress of serving our country turned on the gene for diabetes within his body, which is crazy. And, and so now he lives with that and he brings a lot of awareness to that. He does a ton of community service and he has a quote um, that he says, I did a soundbite for it, just about how whatever you're going through is for a reason. Like the universe owes you. Like it's sort of like every hard experience. And again, I'm not quoting him directly that you go through is like a tab that, that, that you're putting on the bank and the bank's going to pay you back. The, the bank owes you because you can't go through that and not come out on the other side with some sort of energetic gain. And again, he didn't use these words exactly, but he did say that the universe owes you. And um, it really just speaks to how gritty he's uh, had to be in his life and how resourceful he's had to be to achieve all that he's achieved and overcome so much, but also still be on the path to um, achieving his dreams of winning the Indy 500. So uh, one of the things that stood out to me in his book is after he graduates high school and you know, through living in a storage container. And after he serves our country twice and comes down with diabetes, he finds a way to basically get an internship with a race car company or uh, like at a track. But he didn't have a, a, he didn't have enough money to, he wanted to work for free just to get the experience. He didn't have enough money to really, um, you know, move or, or buy an apartment and, and all that. So he lived in his car. So we have a military veteran living in their car just to chase his dreams. So I just wanted to share that because that one still moves me. Like it shakes me in my core, just how powerful he is and, and his message. And again, I cried reading his book, The Outside Groove. So I wanted to call your attention to that one because whenever I think I'm having a hard day or I'm stressed out or I feel like my dreams aren't going to happen, I just remember that, you know, no matter what you're going through, you're going to come out okay on the other side. Um, thanks to him. Um, so wow. I like, I'm like, I think I could stop there now. Um, but yeah, please go listen to Christian Alexa. I think I want to say it's episode 66 or somewhere in the sixties, but we'll link it. Um, second message from my dad. Uh, he really talks about the power of people and that stands out to me. I mean, there's a lot from that episode about his business, about, 
um, aviation, his time in the, the military, all, all these things. But um, I see my dad really as that Air Force pilot because that was his identity for so long. And I, I, as I'm sort of starting to get used to him in the business role, it was so interesting to see him talk so much about teamwork and people and culture because I care a lot about those things. And it's sort of that like adult aha moment where you're like, oh, wow, my, my dad and I do agree on things. And uh, he talks about, um, yeah, people and the power of people. And I think the uh, episode is something like cars, planes, and people. So um, we'll link that one as well. And it, it reminds me to be mindful of the climate within companies um, as I work with executives who run teams large and small. Uh, third is uh, Tom Willerer. The episode's called Tom Willerer from Venrock. Uh, he's no longer with Venrock. He's actually with Open Door now. Uh, Tom's story was really cool because he was one of the original hires for Netflix, and he is a project a product specialist. Um, and he's always worked on product development within major companies. And his big thing is like, I just love how innovative he is and all the different things he's had the experience of having his hands in throughout his career. And he got to know me. We got to know each other through our um, chat. And uh, that was early 2019. So I was still doing real estate. I was still doing audio fitness. I was doing a lot of things at the time. And he sort of tipped me off to like, you need to just do one thing and focus on it. And you guys all know at this point that my personality type is an enthusiast. I'm a type seven. And for a lot of sevens or sixes, because sixes can kind of act or present like sevens uh, in their life, the Enneagram six type, uh, we feel we feel awful when we hear any, any guidance on niching down or choosing one thing because we're like, we want it all. Everything's great. Um, so... Anyway, I just uh, wanted to call your attention to, to that episode because he really talks about how much more energy you can channel into doing one thing versus doing many, and it, it really did inspire me. And I remember being frustrated at the same time, which, by the way, I think is a very normal thing when you are being coached. My clients have unveiled this to me too, where it's like, they're like, Garrett, sometimes you say things that I don't really want to hear in the moment, and then... But then I'm like, oh, I needed that. And I felt the same way. I was like, man, I have no clue what that is yet. And I want to know now, but I don't know now. And that's frustrating. But okay, I'm going to remember it. That was kind of cool. We'll link that. Um, the next one, uh, we'll call it number four, is um, Hari. So Hari is a really good friend of mine. Um, he is engaged to one of my best friends from college. And so <clears throat> I've gotten to know Hari since, gosh, uh, fall of 2014. <laughs> And he is a self-made billionaire. And Hari uh, told the story about how he started the business that did generate a billion dollars um, in college, actually, well, in it, at Wharton. And it was really interesting to me how he did that and just how the first move was sort of at the time the biggest risk he could take, literally, um, not to spoil too much, but, um, and I think he tells this part of the story that he basically put an ad, he had $5,000 saved. He put $5,000, all of his savings down on an ad in like a pretty prestigious magazine. Um, this was back in the nineties and, um, that he got one phone call and they said, okay, we'd like to work with you. And they're like, okay. Uh, he said, that'll be $5,000. So he made his money back. And then the second call was John Denver's estate and he helped them get online. And that was major because he charged a lot more money. And then he's like, and then I think we did a million our first year. So for me, Harry's story always um, reminds me to pull whatever levers I can pull in my life. 
um, and not to be scared to innovate because a lot of being an entrepreneur always will entail uncharted territory. There is no business book, even if you are in an industry that a million people have been in before. And so really recent example, if you guys listen to the kind of bonus episode I I launched, I want to say it was um, November 13th, where I started talking about my own podcast sponsor and how I am my own podcast sponsor through Isogenics and helping other people access streams of revenue. And it, it's, um, it's my way of being innovative. It's my innovative. It's my way of pulling a lever I can pull that not only helps me, but it helps other people. And it's also aligned with my values. And so, um, I don't know if I hadn't had that lesson from Hari, if I would feel so strongly about doing my own thing and following my own path. But, um, that was a really big one for me. Um, the next lesson we'll call it lesson two, three, four, five is, um, Effie Panagopoulos from the company called Cleos. Cleos is an actual type of liqueur uh, or spirit from this Greek, Grecian tree or plant from a tree called Mastiha. I'm probably messing that up. Um, and she tells a, a lot of just her personal story through fitness, through bodybuilding, through moving home with her mom and and the kind of 10-year journey that is Cleos and how it's a lifestyle brand. And and the biggest takeaway I have from that, because well, one, I didn't know it existed, right? Like I was like, well, there's tequila, there's vodka, there's gin, there's whiskey. I didn't know there was Mastiha, which is, um, and she calls it Cleos, but, um, other people have, there's one, there's one other company that has taken, uh, Mastiha and, and created the spirit. It has a different name, super old brand, not very well known. So she's trying to bring it. It also has very good gut health properties. It's actually good to fight H. pylori, which we've talked a lot about on this episode. Um, and another reason why I am now partnering with a, a company like Isogenics that has a certificate of quality to help people with gut health uh, via probiotics, digestive enzymes, all those things. But my big takeaway with Cleos is that um, she talks a lot about her strategy for pitching investors. And I think not only is it scary to think about starting a company, and a lot of us are trying to access just our own capital, like hurry, you know, like grabbing your some of your savings, things like that. But the other part of it is that... Um, Asking people for money, literally asking for help is scary as hell. I've had to ask people for help. I've had to cold call the universe to ask for, you know, hey, do you want to buy this? Do you want to, do you want to hire me? Like those things are hard to do, let alone asking for millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so she really just has a a very clear, um, neutral outlook on that. And she's very intentional with her strategy there. So if you're raising money, uh, I would definitely check out, um, episode, I want to say 44, 47. Again, it's like this podcast is my baby. So I feel like I know it, but it, there are a lot of episodes, so I could be wrong, but we will link that. Um, the next one is Sam Morgan. Now I must admit, Sam Morgan is one of my high school friends. You probably know that by now. He was on for a first, a two part series in 2018, right before, um, we turned into 2019 and then he was on again and then again. So he's been on a few times and he's amazing. And he's always just, he just shows up how he is in the moment, right? Like the first two episodes, we did have a lot of storytelling. We had to catch the listeners and everyone up to speed on how this Indiana guy wound up starring in American woman with Alicia Silverstone, uh, and how he's doing what he's doing and where he got. And 
you know, he was in a class with James Franco and so was Brooks Yang, who I'm also going to mention here in a minute, who's a movie producer now, who's one of my ski school buddies. So, um, Sam, Sam is, there's so much there and I really encourage all of you to listen to his episodes because he's just like, I'm currently, as I record this in a group with him called the artist way, he's guiding us week to week, a bunch of creatives dropping in in meditation, reviewing and reflecting on the book, keeping us motivated throughout the week. Like He's just a rock star human, but he's also doing big things, but he has also got no ego. And we talked a lot about identity in our most recent episode, I want to say May or June 2020. And um, collecting no's was another big theme. So similar to um, Effie and and pitching people, but pitching yourself and hearing no a lot, um, it's been a big theme in my life and it's, it's a hard one, but I just wanted to call that one to your attention because Sam's also got a really cool uh, perspective on that. And he always said, it's a, I think it was a famous baseball player who created the saying, but excuse me, he goes, no stands for next opportunity. So definitely check out any and all episodes with Sam Morgan because he's just one of my favorite people. Um, the next one, again, these are not in order, uh, is my coach, Christine Owenell, my former coach, I should say. Whew, man, there's a lot in that episode. She's currently writing a book called The Alchemy of Chaos. And I think a lot of us think chaos is something awful and bad, but her contention is that from everything chaos, like everything starts from chaos. And that if we can alchemize that chaos into something interesting, we, that's our, that's our gold really. And part of being able to do that is to be present to the chaos and not run from the chaos. And a lot of the, a lot of it to me speaks to stillness, which was our theme here in 2020. So, um, one of the things that I use, um, with clients, a story I tell of hers that she tells in that podcast. So again, lots of literal gold in that episode, but The thing that I just kind of want to highlight here is she talks about being a mom, right? Like this woman has worked with Richard Branson. She's friends with Elon Musk. She's doing epic things in the world. She's coaching Sophia Bush, all these things. But she talked about being a mom and what that journey was like for her. And um, now I'm on that journey. And so what kind of happened, not to spoil too much, but the, the lesson I, you know, hold so tightly from that episode is that she gave birth and she felt really sort of, um, claustrophobic right and chained down and anchored by this this baby and how much the baby needed her and yet her career was just like about to take off like a rocket and so she got this opportunity to go to australia and a lot of her family was saying like why would you do that why would you leave the baby why would you you know your baby needs you right now this is your calling at this moment but she also felt the calling for her career which would ultimately make her a better mom and all of that and so she said I said, well, how did you make that decision? And she said, well, when I visualized staying home, I felt the weight of the world like an elephant on my chest. Again, not directly quoting her. She probably said it way more eloquently in the episode. She said, when I felt, when I envisioned going to Australia, it felt really light and airy. So I choose, I chose based on that feeling. And it was the best decision I could have made for my family, for my baby, for everybody. And, um, and that just really resonated with me. In case you didn't know, or perhaps you forgot, I'm pregnant and I'm hungry all the time. I don't know if that's because I'm having a boy or if it's because I'm just, my truest self is coming out in this pregnancy. I've always been a person that lives on the hungrier side, but nevertheless, I have found something that's helping me 
curb my appetite. Not that I'm not trying to feed myself, but that I know I'm getting nourished without overdoing it. Prior to trying the Isogenics Vanilla Chai plant-based and metal-tested protein powder, I would eat a protein bar in the morning, usually an RX bar, and then I would want eggs or breakfast tacos by like nine and then a snack and then lunch and then a snack and then maybe another snack and then dinner. So the most interesting thing happened when I was testing this product. I had a pro, uh, an Isogenics protein bar that was new mom approved from their new mom bundle, which is linked in the show notes at about 6 a.m. when I had my coffee. Then at about 10 a.m., I was not hungry until 10, 10.30 maybe, I made oatmeal with their immunity blend and their vanilla chai plant-based protein powder. I could not believe it. At one o'clock, Jeff was like, are you hungry for lunch? And I, I like didn't realize that I hadn't eaten. And I was like, I'm going to go on a walk really quick. So I ended up not eating until about three o'clock that day, which is so unlike me. I had had enough calories because in my oatmeal, I also put an egg. I also put chia seed. I also put flax seed. I also put almond milk. I also put avocado and I also put maple syrup plus the protein powder. So don't worry, mama is fed. <laughs> but I wasn't feeling the constant hunger, which to me was a sign of I am nourished and my baby is nourished. So I wanted to link the new mom bundle that I bought from Isogenics in the show notes. And then if you're not really amped about buying a whole package of goodies, I just also linked the protein powder. So check the show notes for my favorite plant-based protein powder. And also take note that this is gluten-free, it is soy-free, it is dairy-free, and it has been tested for metals. A lot of protein powders, even some I won't name, but that are on the shelves at Whole Foods have come out to have tested positive for metals. And thank you to Max Lugavere for tipping me off to that years ago. So check out this protein powder if you're looking for one to keep you full and that tastes really good blend it in a protein shake or in your oatmeal now back to the show oh one more thing this is pre and post natal certified for moms and breastfeeding moms so you definitely want to check this one out now back to the show um next episode Aaron McMorrow so I only know Aaron because of Christine so Christine and I are both in a group called getting grounded that's led by Dr. Aaron McMorrow and Aaron has a really crazy story um a beautiful crazy story she was getting um her doctorate in um kind of like urban planning and um she was into sustainable gardening and um, she helped actually start the philanthropy or the, the project Kiss the Ground, which is now a series on, or a show on Netflix documentary. And she basically got the doctorate and then was like, screw this. I don't want anything to do with this. This is not my path. I am taking the spiritual route. I'm going to go to Bali. I'm going to teach yoga. I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to write a book, all this stuff. And she's been one of the greatest teachers in my life. And one of the biggest things that she started teaching us about in early 2020, before the pandemic, before the election, all of the things was like, we are going through like a root chakra overhaul in our country. And we, our systems, we no longer trust. Because like root chakra is very much... Um, security with money, with food, with um, shelter, um, and with our trust in ourself. And so, you know, the roots of our country are our systems, our healthcare system, our financial system, our governmental system, our um, society and, and, and cultural values. And she's like, you know, we're going through this uprooting and restructuring of the toxic um, masculinity that has trickled in 
and overstructured things. And, and right now we can tell this that our country is hurting. Again, I'm not quoting her directly. She said it way more, better than I could. But basically like she goes, the best metaphor I can even give you is that when the pandemic hit, we literally ran out of toilet paper, which symbolizes us literally touching our root chakra. <laughs> but think about it. We don't trust the educational system. What came out at the end of 2019 and 2020? Celebrities paying off colleges to get their kids in. We no longer trust the education system. We no longer trust the fact that tuition is so high. We no longer trust our own government. We no longer trust our news media. We no longer trust our healthcare system and the fact that prescription drugs are so expensive and 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 healthcare is so expensive and and all of these things and I just was like, wow, whoa, she's channeling some really powerful stuff. And then I've literally watched it all unfold. And so to hear more about her story, about how she got her publisher for her book that, um, who knows if you're listening in April of 2021, uh, you may be able to go buy that. I know you can pre-order it now on Amazon. It's called Getting Grounded, no surprise, but I would just go check out her, that episode with her. We talk about mother nature. We talk about coming home to earth and, and all the wisdom there. That was a big one. Um, I don't even know what number we're on. I thought it would be eight. So nine. Um, so nine is another is another connection to Christine, uh, which is uh, Margaret Brown. And she has a company called The Creative Unblock. And you can listen to that episode to learn more about it. But my biggest takeaway was just learning about the different hemispheres of the brain, like, uh, left and right. I've done a lot of like studying consciousness and, and subconscious. But the left and right was really interesting for me because um, she tipped me off to a woman. I don't think it's Janet Taylor. Uh, ooh, I'm totally forgetting the name. But she had me watch a video before the podcast on this woman who had a stroke who was a neural a neuroscientist who had a stroke. So this woman, as she had the stroke, she was conscious of what was happening because she studies this and she knew. And she said it was so interesting because her left hemisphere went offline and her right hemisphere was online. So our right hemisphere can see see colors and symbols and, and feel energy, but it can't make sense of it. So she's like, when I looked at the phone to dial numbers, like the numbers were just, I didn't, they didn't mean anything. They just were symbols. Um, and the same thing with colors were brighter and, and, and time, there was no sense of time because the right side of our brain doesn't really process time. And she kind of gives this example of looking through business cards or like a Rolodex back in the nineties to try to figure out who she should call for help. And, um, it, you know, she's like, it turns out I was looking for the number for like two hours and I had no idea because she was trying to process the letters and the numbers that made no sense. So for me, flash forward to the episode I did called I Was Thin-fluenced. I talk a lot about mirror neurons and the power of mirror neurons, which is essentially the power of vision boarding. So for instance, um, when we make a vision board or a mind movie like Joe Dispenza suggests, our right side of our brain that sees those images has no clue that it has or hasn't happened. So I'm looking at my vision board in my office right now as I record this, and I'm seeing this beautiful canopy um, bed uh, with a gray shams from Restoration Hardware and a white um, duvet. I have the exact bed now and the exact shams and the exact duvet. Um... And I vision boarded that before Jeff and I had any intention of moving houses. <laughs> 
and we very much liked our bed setting at the time in uh, at the cabin. So it's really interesting. Just it, it really to me, if I were you guys, I would go back. Obviously, her company is really awesome. She helps people use art to process trauma, um, and she sells art kits. It, it's very amazing. But my big takeaway was sort of on the neuroscience side. So I wanted to reflect that back to you guys. Um, another one, number ten, one of my first ever interviews. I want to say episode nineteen, not positive, with Joseph Flanagan. He was sort of like my first real life boss I had to I worked for a company that shipped me off to a cold call center because I was doing inside sales and they so um what's the word so kindly wanted me to be in an environment where other people were doing that sort of work so that I felt more uh, invigorated by the the cold call sales energy so I went to work for a company called Acquirent I write about it all I wrote about this all in my novel Dare to Move um but Joseph has like these five pillars of sales and I'm totally going to butcher them. So I'm not even going to try, but if you are someone that's job relies very much on sales and building relationships, that is a must listen to. And what's even funnier to me is that Jeff does not do sales at all. will never do sales, but he still to this day says that that's one of his favorite episodes because he just felt so inspired. So same Jeff, same it's going down in the books. Um, number 11, my friend Dorothy, we recently, uh, fall 2020 or November did an episode together called, um, breaking up with yourself with breakup coach Dorothy. Cause she is a breakup coach. She's been on the, ep- the podcast twice. Now she talks a lot about a really pivotal breakup that she went through that launched her entire career of becoming a breakup coach. And the first uh, time she was on, and then the most recent time she was on, she actually is going through another breakup, which was polar opposite of the first one and she shares a lot about that but the biggest one and the reason I'm, I'm kind of tipping you off to this is she has three tips on how to get over your ex and in the most recent episode with Dorothy she applies those three tips of how to get over your ex on how to get over like yourself as you lose a part of your former self and move into a new part of yourself. So my hope is that if you're listening to this in December, sort of around the time it actually drops and you've been listening all year, you are not the same person who entered 2020. And even if you haven't listened to this podcast, I will not take credit for transforming your life. However, because 2020 has changed all of us, whether we realize it or not. Uh, But hopefully you will have support from Dorothy in letting go of the parts of yourself you are moving on from. Because as we've talked about in some of my solo casts, we get addicted to parts of ourself uh, that we don't even like, which is why it's so hard to change ourselves sometimes. So definitely check out that episode um, from her and really, um, yeah, take away how to get get over yourself because <laughs> that was super helpful for me. Um, number 12, Alexandra. Alexandra Joy Smith is um, my current coach. She likes to say that she got me pregnant and um, it's been with her. Um, a lot of the stuff that um, has happened, I'd like to say, is like a combination of, of working with Christine and her because some of the stuff that has landed and manifested while working with Alexandra, I had sort of vision boarded while with Christine, but Alexander's been very instrumental in my life in helping me move from doing to being. And I know I, I'm coaching that now as, as I learn it and and then want to teach my clients. So uh, the episode with her talks a lot about the divine feminine and the rise of the divine feminine and the power of the goddess and women and really how to tap into that energy, that feminine energy and how that's really where it's at. Um, I don't really need to say more than that because even some of the big kind of more famous bloggers, podcasters out there, 
are talking about the same stuff, but Alexandra's the OG. She was one of the first ever fitness professionals in New York in the 80s. She's been doing this work for over 30 years, and I just I just have to tell you, go listen. That's all I can say. Uh, number 13, one of my spiritual guide friends, um, Anna Shookum. She's been on the podcast three times. Um, the second time was kicking off 2020. She was our first guest of 2020. She, in a lot of ways, channeled everything that happened this year uh, without saying it. And what's so interesting and what stood out to me that I take with me is the power of receiving energy. And receiving energy is feminine energy. And feminine energy is the opposite of the pursuit of happiness and the American dream and very much the energy of our culture. So I think about Anna and I think about being in my feminine a lot when I actually want things to manifest. If I am trying to push, hustle, grind, never give up, like go, 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 I will not allow the space and, and, and acceptance and receiving energy for things to actually land. If that sounds like you, I would go listen to that episode because um, it was a very powerful one for me. All right, so 14, uh, Michael Angelo, another spiritual teacher who's been on the podcast. His big thing that I want to call your attention to is he really goes through in, in great detail what it's like to experience a dark night of the soul. So sort of that like rock bottom, that breaking point in your life that you know you will never be the same and you have no choice but to act on your own transformation. And that is all I will say, not to give too much away um, or try to take his words because very, very powerful episode. Uh, my 15th uh, kind of takeaway from all of these beautiful people uh, is from ben Brennan Cesarequel. I probably said that wrong. Uh, Brennan lives his life th from a wheelchair and he is an advocate for basically the disabled and, and making sure that our ableist society is woken up. And he kind of says that he grew up in an ableist family. And I had never even heard that term, which is kind of embarrassing, but that was my big takeaway of like, wow, how much of my life do I spend in an ableist mentality? And, and how can I shift that? And how can I bring more awareness to that? Um, to others. He's also a singer. He's also an actor. He's also an author, very talented, beautiful human who I met through uh, Barry's. He took Barry's boot camp classes, 5 a.m. classes, all hours of the day. He was just all about Barry's, um, and that's how we met. So definitely check that out. Uh, number 16, uh, Human Design with Erin Claire Jones. Um, she was connected to a woman who was connected to Christine, of course, um, through a hotel in New York. Kind of a crazy long story, but she was on the Almost 30 podcast, Erin Claire Jones, and I really just, whew, I, all of what she said landed with me, and I was like, I have to know what I am. So I found out my, my type, and then I did a workshop with her and learned from her back in January of this year, 2020, and she taught me so much. And I just realized I need to learn this. I need to practice this. I need this, I need to implement this into my work as a tool in my toolbox for my clients because it's incredibly powerful and very insightful um, for, for all of us truly to understand ourselves, how we make decisions, how we move through the world and how we interact with others. So if you're curious about human design, we did a very basic intro to human design sort of episode um, last February. You can check that out. Obviously it will be linked and I will forever remember um, that episode. Um, moving on to 17, I guess. Uh, so 
this one may or may not have dropped yet, but it's been recorded. Uh, and so there's two. Aaron Anchor and Soma Optical, two co-founders who happen to be married to each other. Uh, one has kids, one doesn't. Uh, but these are both very intentional companies who have created their brands from basically scratch. They are the curators. They are the designers. They are everything. And it's a really beautiful take on how to work. Both of these episodes are have amazing products to tell you about. Um, one is a obviously op- optical optical company, and one is a jewelry line. And both of them have just such intentionality behind everything they do in their business. And they don't care if it takes longer. They don't care if it's more expensive. They don't care about what hurdles they have to jump through. They care that it aligns with their values and their mission and their purpose. And so if you are in the process of starting a company or of really fine-tuning what you do and how you do it, where you source things from, I would check both of those episodes out because they greatly impacted how I think about business. And that the, the cool thing is I think so much of our culture is like, streamline it, get cheap labor, you know, the quicker, the better, just put your name on a sweatshirt and sell that. And, and it reminds me that sometimes the harder way is more magnetic. And just because it's hard doesn't mean the payout isn't going to happen. Um, sometimes logic doesn't apply. And those are really big takeaways from those uh, two episodes, actually. Gut health is a topic that is widely talked about, and it's been talked about on this podcast before. If you know me and you've followed me for years, you know that I have a very challenging past with my beloved tummy. Getting that in check was a three-year process for me that I'd like to think is the reason I was able to get pregnant. There's a couple things that I was able to find after very, very serious prescriptive supplement protocols by a functional medicine practitioner who has been on this podcast. Shout out to Bridget. But after the intensive supplement protocol phased out, I was left with a few things that are now staples in my routine. Flash forward to three years, or I would say two years, of buying those things piecemeal from random places like Whole Foods, Amazon, and other supplement companies, uh, I actually found Isogenics. And Isogenics does have a certificate of quality, which makes it very valid amongst all the other brands that functional dietitians are recommending. And its protein powder, for instance, has been tested for metals. So it is a very safe and really um, renowned product. I created a gut health focused pack for you guys to purchase. This is located in the show notes. In this package, you can find CBD, which was the key to reducing my inflammation. You can find an immunity boosting powder to add to your oatmeal, like I do, a protein powder shake. You can also get this Isa Immune Zinc Spray for your mouth. It is an immunity supplement if you did not want to eat it in your oatmeal. You can also get digestive enzymes, which I personally take before I go out to dinner because those meals tend to be heavier or anytime I eat red meat, collagen, bone broth, vegetable flavor. These are packets. I love the freaking bone broth. Obviously, you know me and Surfer because if we can make our own, we do, but I know that that's not accessible to every 
everyone because you can't buy venison at the store. (laughs) I also put lavender oil on my pillow to help me fall asleep and distress at night. And I take a supplement called, um, or I have taken various versions of theanine and melatonin sleep remedies, and they have brain and sleep support at Isogenics. So check out the Garrett's or G's gut health focus pack in the show notes. My also, my favorite protein powder is in there. It will keep you super full. It has been tested for metals and then organic greens. It's a canister you can add to your protein shake, to your oatmeal, to your water to make sure you are getting all your greens covered. And then finally, Isoflush, which is just their special name for magnesium citrate. This is really cool because I take this every night to allow for better motility through my intestines. Uh, I take mag- magnesium. I have taken magnesium citrate for three years. This is a form of that that will help your intestines pull water into them so that you can flush things out in the morning. I have slow motility, so this is a really powerful supplement. Again, I've taken it for years. I usually try to pick it up at Whole Foods or buy on Amazon, but with this package, I have curated for you guys. You can literally buy it all in bulk, and then you can even select auto ship if you'd want to get it monthly. So please check out the G's gut health pack in the show notes. And now back to the show. Um, the next one that sort of ties into that is Lindsay Muller from Columbus, Ohio, who has a company called Concur. Concur Skincare is a line focused on the skin biome, which by the way, hello, did not even realize we had one. I, I talk so much about gut health and our gut microbiome. I hadn't thought about the skin and the various ecosystems of bacteria and microscopic organisms that live there. And so she has an all natural pregnancy safe skincare line that has a shelf life, which is super cool. So um, go listen to that episode because you'll learn about one, her journey as an entrepreneur and very much her journey of burning the boats and, and going all in, but also the science behind how do we create this? What does the business model look like if these products have a shelf life? How do we distribute this and all of that? Um, so that was over a year ago or about a year ago that that went live. So definitely check that out. Um, there are links in that episode's show notes for discounts on the Concur skin line. I'm obsessed with their moisturizer. Um, and their honey scrub and their charcoal scrub. Um, so uh, the next one is uh, It Takes a Village with Greg and Ryan. They are co-founders of a global philanthropy called It Takes a Village, and they talk so much about the hurdles they've faced as they have helped uh, communities in Uganda with um, getting schools going and getting supplies there and, and how you really have to get to know the actual community there and have a leader base there before you just decide to help in the way you think. Because how do I know what that community needs when I don't live there and I don't know those people? And we kind of talk about the example of Tom's shoes and how they were like, oh, we're just going to send them shoes because like they need shoes. And then what ended up happening is that like a downfall of their, that not Uganda, but this, um, wherever Tom's first kind of hub was because now the kids didn't want to go to school because they wanted to play soccer with their new shoes and the shoemakers in the community went out of business and it really wasn't as successful as they intended upon. And so Greg has just done amazing philanthropy there. And uh, if you're interested in getting involved with a very meaningful um, philanthropic cause, I would absolutely go listen to Greg and Ryan's journey. I think it speaks a lot to entrepreneurship as well. Um, And then the next thing would be 20, which is Slate Milk Thinking Big with Manny Lubin from Slate Milk. You've probably seen Slate at Whole Foods now. Um, 
Manny and I kicked off early 2020 and talked all about how just how he takes what he does seriously. He knew he just has this this bulletproof entrepreneurial mindset that is like, I'm not messing around. I have an idea. I'm going to take it to some of the really successful people I know. I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to get investors and I'm going to go. And uh, I just, if you are looking for someone that's not Gary Vaynerchuk, because he's much more eloquently soft-spoken and, and I don't know, he's not Gary Vaynerchuk, but he's very much in that line of thinking of just like, just fucking do it. Uh, so he's awesome. And I love the product. I love the fact that it's low sugar. I love the fact that it's high protein and it's low cal and it's really good. <laughs> so uh, check out that episode. Uh, what's actually interesting about him and another episode is that they were both on Shark Tank. So the CEO of Kodiak Cakes, my big takeaway from him is that you got to be in your business for the long game. Um, his mom started the recipe that is Kodiak Cakes and then it kind of went to the dad and then he and the dad were kind of running it and then there was no money coming in and then he was kind of running it and then he kind of had a partner do it and then like, you know, eight years later he goes on Shark Tank and boom, it takes off. Like crazy, crazy long, arduous journey. Uh, but you have to be in your business for the long game and it is not going to happen overnight. Doesn't mean it won't. Hurry story, it sort of did. Um, but that you have to stay committed and believe in the cause and the value and the purpose and the mission. Um, so he sort of parallels Manny in that um, they asked for help and Shark Tank was a really big key to their success. Another really interesting person I loved talking to is Jacqueline Journey. She's an actress, she's a producer, she's a director, and she's an author. Uh, she wrote Divas in the Details, and she runs a show on the high luxury lifestyle that's, uh, I think, still airing, which is pretty cool. My big takeaway from that episode is something so small but so helpful for me. She talks about how when you're on set for a show or a movie, a lot of times they count you down, like, and three, two, one, and you're rolling, right? So she says when she hears three, two, one, she hears stop breathe, believe. And I thought that was really powerful because I can't tell you like before I speak, sometimes before I jump into an interview, my heart is always like raising, raising, raising. And it was so nice to just hear that someone has this little tactic to stop, breathe, believe. Um, in the episode, we talk about how her family kind of got started in radio. She has met and worked with Matthew McConaughey. She was an actress in the show Friday Night Lights. Uh, she is um, she's produced produced and, and written a movie before. Uh, so it was called Hidden Assets. So definitely, if you are interested in anything creative, anything Hollywood-focused, uh, check that episode out. It really inspired me. Man, we are blowing through these. We only have a few left. So Seth Maxwell, another philanthropy um, or charity, he helps people uh, create wells um, across the world, really, and especially in Africa. What's really cool is that he is a motivational person with tons of hobbies who's very well connected um, through this really collaborative kind of network that he created when he was in college. <laughs> and I love that story because he really got his start and um, raised money in a grassroots sort of way where he went into high schools and he got high schools to care about it. And he moved masses of people um, that were young and that cared about the cause uh, to get the start. So they have some crazy metrics. I think they might've raised some of like the most money that any charity has raised or something. Again, it's been a while. I'm not going to try to, um, 
quote it here, but if you're interested in starting a movement, creating impact and being really successful at it, he has a lot of really good insight for, um, for you in that episode. Um, next up, and by the way, he's friends with Sam Morgan. So thanks to Sam for setting that interview up with Seth. Um, the next one is another Sam Morgan friend, <clears throat> which is, um, fearless fig, AKA, <clears throat> excuse me, Sarah Greenfield. Sarah is an LA functional medicine practitioner, dietitian, and she's incredible. Uh, she has like her own supplement line. She has spoken at some really prestigious LA events for, um, people who care about the science behind gut health. And we did a lot of myth busting in that episode, which was pretty cool. We talked about everything from celery juice to eating schedules, to probiotics, to digestive enzymes, to poop, which is her favorite topic. And I think the episode is literally called poop with Sarah Greenfield. She has a Ted talk on poop, which is also linked in the show notes. And for me, it was just a very amazing to have somebody so passionate about their work come on and also somebody who um, has a story behind how they got to their online business and <clears throat> what drives them every day to keep showing up. Um, okay, next one, Prolanthropy with um, Jeff Ginn. Jeff works with uh, pro athletes and kind of celebrities in the athletic world who want to have successful charities. And so it's really interesting that he's a for-profit company in the nonprofit space. So somebody who wants to make an impact, but you're not so keen on doing nonprofit work, this episode opened my eyes to just a type of business model that I did not realize existed. So this is very much for not only the, the business person, but also someone similar to the Joel Clark episode where it's like it was a 10-year journey. Uh, Jeff started the company in his basement and it was a huge risk he took. So the theme of risk is also very big. So again, a lot of these ones that I'm mentioning that are coming up for me have to do with people who have taken risks that might sound pretty scary, but I know that you may be facing a risk and I want you to be able to feel like, okay, other people have done this. I can do this too. Um, wow. Fourth to last, we have newscasting um, with Joy Lim Nagrin. She is a newscaster for Channel 10 in Boston. And the big thing that stands out to me about her is what a go-getter she is and how as she's risen to the top of her career and really gained a, a huge platform, that she is raising awareness for so many causes, you guys. It's it's like she is her own, like she is just, she is a philanthropist before anything. And I, I just thought it would be really cool to highlight her here because what stands out to me is she has this badass job. She works really hard at it. We talk about the grueling hours and the grueling schedule, but every second she's not doing that, she is thinking about how can I impact others? How can I help the like Asian community? How can I help um, save the animals? How can I? I mean, she's doing so many beautiful philanthropy, um, philanthropic causes in Boston and, and really New England. And, and so if you are interested in doing work like that, she would be a beautiful expander for you. Um, next one, Emily Belden. Selfishly, I just am a fangirl of hers because she's an incredible author. Um, I loved her book, 86. Uh, she has a new book called Husband Material. And she has gotten into show running, which is something I would really like to get into in, in my future. And so I learned a lot on that episode of like, what is show running? And um, I learned a lot about how to get a publishing deal. So if you're an aspiring author, if you're a creative, um, she sheds a lot of light on that. And she's very just like, not nah, no bullshit. She's like, 
yep. And so if you want to do it, you just got to do it. Like, I just, I love it. Um, tenacity was a big word that came out from that episode um, that has stuck with me. Um, we have Broke Millennial, who is a millennial, no surprise, who started a blog. And that blog became a book. And that book became a New York Times bestselling book. So this uh, I'm calling to your attention because if you're a content creator like myself with these podcasts, uh, maybe you write blogs, whatever it is that you're doing, it will always culminate into your own little gold mine. And I want to kind of reflect that back to you guys because it is your network. It is everything. And she obviously took all of her blogs and then took it to a publisher and got a really powerful um, book deal. And so it's a cool story, but also we just talk about finance and, and how to navigate finances in your 20s and 30s. So if you are really being drawn to any financial help, the like go go listen. She's also back. And I'm not sure at this point if you've heard from her or not. She may be, it may be upcoming. Uh, this is dropping obviously on my birthday and uh, she and I are recording at the end of like actually tomorrow. So I'm at the very end of November right now recording this. Um, so final one, Bridget Carroll, my personal functional dietitian, a medicine dietitian. Uh, she is the one who really, she actually tested me on the isogenic stuff. Like, why are you using that? Blah, blah, blah. I don't think they have a certificate of quality. Well, then I found out they do. They've tested for heavy metals. And so thanks to her, like I was actually able to know that by working with isogenics, I was aligned because of everything she's taught me. And so if you are going through a gut health or hormonal journey, go listen to one of the three, possibly four episodes I've done with Bridget because we cover everything from how to make sure your supplements are of good quality to how to manage stress to why and how you get bloated, how to get rid of it, why you should get rid of it, um, everything from gluten to inflammation to allergies to sources of milk to, I mean, she is a wealth of knowledge and she studied under Dr. Mark Hyman. So that's no surprise. Um, but I just wanted to highlight, like, I can't even pick one lesson from her. I just know that I look to her as my North star for everything that I do, um, in my, in my work and with my own body. So I would definitely go check her out. And then I guess I have one extra bonus one. It's, it's one of her friends, re really close friends and one of our sorority sisters, Liz DeJulius. The episode that Liz and I did on mindfulness and mindful eating will forever be one that I send to every new client in the Dare to Eat 2.0 Life Coaching for Food program because it talks so, she and I just really jam out over the importance of mindfulness. What does that even mean? How do you even get to intuitive eating? What does that look like? How can I start trying it? Because um, there's obviously a lot of steps to get there. A lot of steps, meaning how do I actually trust my body? How do I actually trust that my body will digest and process this food? How do I trust my mind not to go crazy and binge? All of those things. So definitely check out that episode as well. So I will be linking all of these episodes. I just have to say that you guys, your support is my gift for my 30th birthday. Thank you so much for believing in me. Thank you so much for being in this little bubble of drive and purpose and mission. And I, I am thankful that you've tuned in and found support here because that was my goal. And I wouldn't have kept going if you guys weren't continuing to message me supportive messages and thanks and um, tagging me in your posts. So thank you so much. I just, I could not be more grateful to all of you um, for just 
being in being connected to me and I hope that this episode really guides you through some of the podcasts you may have looked over in the past um, or potentially you could send it to a friend who might need to hear that lesson so go check out the show notes and um, I hope that it is all a really inspiring day for you if you dive into some of those um, today or sometime soon thank you so much for listening and as always dare to move <laughs>